Beer Mile Nation. This is it. The big holiday giveaway is concluding with this episode. This is your last call to get your free entry. It takes 20 seconds into our giant holiday giveaway, giving away a gift box worth several hundred dollars, including the Manscaped Performance Package, knockaround sunglasses, several pairs, the Beer Mile stocking hat that I have on if you're watching the video version on Spotify and a bunch of other beer mile swag is all coming your way to one lucky winner all you have to do head to apple podcast head to spotify give us a five-star rating screenshot it dm proof on instagram to our account beer mile media or email us podcast at beermile.com. it's that easy if you rate us on both platforms you get double entry if you also share the podcast on your insta story on twitter screenshot that dm us proof of that that's even more entries you can get as many entries as you want the more that you share the podcast help us grow the show, help support the show, etc. So thank you for everyone that's entered so far. We are going to be drawing that winner in the next couple of days here. Big holiday giveaway is wrapping up. So make sure you get that entry in now. You know what else is wrapping up? Our best of 2022 series here, highlighting the most listened to, most commented, most shared podcast episodes of the year. And what better person in my mind to wrap up this series than fellow Iowa City person, not Iowa City native, but current Iowa City resident and went to the University of Iowa. Our guy, Eric Sawinski, I grew up in Iowa City. For those of you that don't know, I watched Eric while I was in high school and he was running in college at the University of Iowa. I remember looking up to him, watching him crush it on the Iowa track. We had a great conversation with Eric in podcast episode 95. If you want to listen to that full episode, there's a link to that in the description, episode 95. But we're going to highlight just a few of the top stories, segments uh, from that episode here right now. He talked about the business of pacing and the number of races he's paced, the number of records he's paced. He has made 16 US finals, which is absolutely insane. The man is Mr. Consistency. He said he's never taken more than a week off of running throughout his career because he stays injury free because he trains so smart. He also paced Jakob Ingebrigtsen's indoor world record in the 1500 this past year, and he dives into that story as well. So Eric is just so widely looked up to in the sport of track and field, and everyone throughout the world pretty much knows who he is because he's the best pacer in the game, and he's an amazing racer himself. He's every athlete's favorite athlete, if that makes sense, because he has paced so many people to PRs, PBs, I guess if uh, you don't like the term PR, paced so many people to PBs, paced so many records, as well as his own racing, has made, you know, finals, won national titles. And also what a lot of people don't like about some track athletes is they don't race very often. You don't get to see them. They only race a few times a year. And while they maybe have a great race, it's not as exciting because you don't get to see them race consistently. Eric is out at every single meet. I don't know how he does it, honestly. Uh, Plane to plane to plane, race to race to race. Just such an icon in the track and field world. And we had to highlight him as part of our best of 2022 wrap up here. So thanks so much for tuning in. And again, when we're talking holiday season, it's your last call to get yourself some Manscaped to give away as a gift or to gift yourself for an awesome year. I mean, you crushed it this year. Let's let's be honest. You crushed it. You worked hard. You deserve a gift for yourself. Get yourself some Manscaped, manscaped.com. You can use our code BEERMILE, all one word, 20% off free shipping. As you get into your New Year's resolutions, one of those should be to have better confidence, which can start with looking good because you look good, you feel good. Manscaped can hook you up with all that. The best hygiene products, the boxers, the best 
grooming and trimming products, including the Lawnmower 4.0. I just listened to this baby purr. Such an amazing sound. Look, manscaped.com is going to give you what you need to be confident in the new year. Use our code BEERMILE, all one word, for 20% off and free shipping. Go get it done now. This is it. It's crunch time on that holiday gift-giving season. So manscaped.com, use code BEERMILE, all one word, 20% off and free shipping. All right. It's kind of sad. We're, we're wrapping up the uh, 2022 Best Of series here. Kind of Kind of sad about it, to be honest. But... We do have our holiday special coming up right after this where we get absolutely shit housed. If you want to see that, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your show. You can also, if you want to get the behind the scenes, the things that were way too impro- inappropriate because we were absolutely wasted during that holiday special, if you want to get more uncensored content behind the scenes, additional After Dark podcast episodes, patreon.com slash beer miles where you can go to support the show patreon.com slash beer mile all right let's get into it mr eric sawinski best of 2022 cheers y'all let's talk about a little bit about your experience this past indoor pacing uh jacob this was a, a listener question as well so what was that like to be part of a you know indoor uh, world record attempt and you know ultimately successful yeah no, it was cool i mean you know to be seeked out to be in that position um by him was you know definitely something that was pretty cool um and yeah i mean at the end of the day like he just said hey i want you to hit this time through a thousand and the day of the race he told me he was feeling good so he said you know get to that point in the race and just step off the track and i'll take care of the rest of it so uh you know it's always nice to know when a guy like that is confident going into the race like you know he's going to be on your heels like it's not something i have to worry about like backing off the pace that they're not there and still trying to help out like i knew he was going to be there and and be pushing from the gun so uh honestly it makes it a little easier when someone you know says they're going to go for a record and from the gun you know they're they're right there because then it's less thinking for for me or another pacer in the race they just you know focus on you know getting getting to where you have to be instead of like trying to adjust the pace throughout the race so um yeah it was awesome to be to be a part of that uh you know he's a great guy so uh, he's been doing great things absolutely yeah i'm curious what's that like when uh you you do have a pace that you've been asked to set is that kind of like one of your uh skills that has just grown over doing all these pace jobs is knowing when like the requested pace is going to be a little bit too fast given the day uh you know i feel like in a lot of these races like the first 100 meters or 200 meters you have a pretty good idea if guys are going to go with it or not um and you know some of the times you'll be talking to the athletes and they have no idea who asked for this pace which so sometimes you know but sometimes right like the meet directors want it to be a fast pace because they want their meet to be you know fast and get more points and be ranked you know one of the highest meets during the year and so uh, you know if it's bad weather athletes aren't feeling it, if there's not a front runner in the race like sometimes the pace is super irrelevant so you know i'll get out the first 100 meters in an 800 and look over my shoulder and there's absolutely nobody there so obviously there's no there's no point in me running 50.5 if the field's going to be 54 so it's kind of you know trying to dial back and at least you know i've been in that position so many times like you still want to help the athletes in the race right like you don't want to be irrelevant and at least you know kind of you know help pull them through and at least make it a, a competitive race for them and not just be out in the front doing nothing so uh yeah i mean for from doing this so much racing and pacing i feel like you know in the first 100 or 200 meters of any race i kind of have an idea if, if they're going to be there and if not you know just kind of trying to figure out how to you know adjust my pace to kind of you know still help them out and uh you know take a little bit of work off their shoulders uh, for the rest of the race i'm really curious just to dive in on the 
kind of the financial aspects of pacing and racing. So my, my guess is like you said, that pacing is at least you're getting guaranteed income, a known amount. And, but then racing, you would potentially have more upside if you have, you know, a really good race, you get top three, et cetera. So, um, and also with racing too, like you want to have some races for yourself to, you know, go for your own PBs and, and whatever and ra- race to race versus having to pace all the time. So any, are you able yeah. to share any of the like economics behind that? Like how do you, how many pacing jobs do you have to do to really like pay for the trip? So then the rest of the trip can just be, you know, straight up racing for, for prize money and for your own, you know, own personal, uh, racing season? Um, obviously it probably kind of depends how long the trip is. Like if I can string, you know, meet after meet that I don't have to pay somewhere to stay in between races and that, you know, obviously that makes sense. Um, I mean, if it's, if it's a diamond league race, like, I mean, if I can get one, you know, one diamond league meet where I pay some eight and a 15, like that'll, you know, cover the trip and obviously make that worth it for me but at the same time like i'm such a competitive person that i still love to race so you know sometimes i'll go pace a race and turn around and use all that money to go race somewhere else <laughs> yeah. um and i mean that's just that's just kind of the, that's just kind of the name of the game right i mean like i had you know i had a good race out in mount sack like usatf had that golden games meet this year like go take third place and you know beat a, a pretty like you know most of a definitely quality field and end up you know losing money taking third place but uh you know sometimes you just have to like do those things so i mean the ranking points are huge now just with like how track is structured so getting into those bigger races you know having to do that is really just like a necessity if you know you're looking to you know make these world championship teams so um yeah i mean there's there's a lot that goes into it like i mean i'm not gonna be rich from pacing these meets but you know it allows me to at least you know still you know chase the races that i uh you know kind of want to have on my schedule at least you know put me in a position that i think will uh give me the best chance to run well at a major championship so yeah absolutely are you when they're bringing you in for a pace job are they also hooking you up with like a hotel and are there bonuses for uh if someone behind you sets a record that sort of thing as well uh yeah so i mean they'll they'll always set up like the hotel and meals and that is all taken care of so you know that's definitely awesome um then the bonuses a lot of it's like dependent on a meet um if you know an athlete is going for a record and they do that like sometimes the athlete or their agent will you know throw a little extra money at you um but for the most part it's just kind of like a flat fee from the the meet itself and then um sometimes if things go well for someone then you know they'll kind of throw something else extra there so yeah I'm curious just because we have, uh, I know we have a couple listener questioners, but one that I wanted to get out of the way um, early on, uh, speaking just on the pacing, is what is the craziest, the most ridiculous pace somebody has asked you to set? Ooh, um, that 1K in Monaco that I just did was kind of crazy. Um, so they wanted 117 through 600. And Marco Arab was trying to run like 144.5 through 800 of a thousand. Uh, I mean, I think he ended up being like I think he ended up being like 145.4, or something like that. But um, yeah, that one was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, and then there's been a couple 15s where they've asked for like 150.5 or 151 flat, which you know is pretty fast. So um, I think maybe uh, I don't remember if it was. Brussels or Zurich the final last year one of those was pretty quick and then uh obviously Monaco last year you know they wanted a a quick pace so those are you know for me like I can usually make it like 900 off of that pace but after that I'm like good luck guys (laughs) (laughs) I mean that is nuts to think about pacing for especially when people are going for records it's like the only people that can even potentially pace those records are like you know a handful of people that could potentially even set the records themselves. So it's like such a small, 
pool of opportunities or people that you can even pull in for these things. So it is why it's just wild to me, like the whole kind of job of, uh, you know, pace setting, et cetera. And we, we've talked to Craig Nowak about this a little bit as well as kind of an up and coming, uh, pacer that's becoming Mr. Reliable on, on his own front. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's such an interesting, such an interesting, uh, aspect of track and field, I guess, to, to get pulled into some of this. I'm curious, have you ever finished a race while you were pacing? Like you just felt good at the front, you just carried on and you ended up, you know, winning or placing at a race. Are you still trying to figure out Christmas gifts for the loved ones in your life or even for yourself? Hell, you had a hell of a year. You had a tough year, but you battled through, you got shit done. You deserve a gift too. Well, everybody loves sunglasses. Everybody wears sunglasses. And if you want the best shades in the game that are at a, an affordable price, look no further than Knockaround Sunglasses. Knockaround.com, you can use our code BEERMILEPOD. That's all one word, BEERMILEPOD, for 20% off everything. I'm rocking, if you're watching the video version on Spotify, I'm rocking the Mary Janes right here. Amazing casual sunglasses. Or could also be rocking the fast lanes when I'm trying to get my sprint on, get my racing on. They're extremely light, extremely comfortable, polarized, great sunglasses for all of your athletic endeavors as well as casual wear. Knockaround.com, use code BEERMILEPOD for 20% off your entire order. No, there's a couple times that I've considered it, um, but it was times where I was pacing like an eight and a 15 and the 800 was first. And I was like, probably not the, the best idea. Um, I would have to be very confident in how I was feeling or if guys just like were completely not going with the pace and they were so far off that I would, you know, feel confident that I would have a chance to win the race. Otherwise it would look really bad. So um, I, I have to be really confident how I was feeling, you know, pretty late into the race to do that. That would be the ultimate flex though, to just, <laughs> to just finish it out. Oh, to, to just set the pace and then finish it. Yeah. yeah that'd be yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm curious, like in your, we kind of talked about you being competitive. Um, how do you, how do you like, what's your racing mindset versus pacing mindset? And like how much, how much crossover is there when you're racing? Do you find that because you're like very good at uh, obviously keeping pace that that impacts like any tactics that you employ? Um, I think it's almost kind of the reverse. Like I've been in so many races and so many different kinds of races that like, I feel very confident in knowing, you know, whether I feel terrible on a day or whether I feel really good on a day that I'm pacing, like I know that I'm going to be able to hit those paces. Um, so I think that like the competitive mindset of me, like, Hey, like I, if I could, like I said, if I could race every other day, the whole year, I would gladly do that. Like I'll race anyone, anytime, any place. I think that just, you know, having had so many of those, you know, different types of races, racing so many different guys, so many places off of, you know, really like a little bit of sleep, you know, sometimes I've flown in the day of a race to a place because of like flight issues. I think that just having gone through, you know, so many trials and tribulations in my own racing experience that it just like sets me up to know that like I can, you know, hit a certain pace on any day. And I like, there's, there's no stress for me really when I do that. Like I know that, you know, all the training that I've done over the last decade, like I've hit these paces so many times that it's so comfortable. It's almost second nature. So I think, you know, guys like that, right. They know they like a guy that they know they're going to sit behind. It's not going to go out in 52 seconds for 1500. Right. So I think that, you know, just kind of a lot of like playing off of each other. And I think that it's really just been, you know, my experience as a racer, that's really uh, given me the confidence to go into these pacing jobs and know that like, Hey, whatever they ask for that, yeah, I'm pretty confident I'm going to be able to, you know, give them pretty close to what they want. So like when you're, when you're first starting out getting some of these pace jobs, uh, 
like what was your rapport like then versus now with some of the people that you've paced? I mean, how, how many times for, especially some of these record attempts, um, what's your relationship been like with those who you've done multiple pacing jobs for? Yes. I mean, it kind of came out of nowhere, like the whole pacing thing. Um, so I raced an 800 in New York last year. Um, and I know, I know a lot of the meet directors really well because I've done them, their races so many times. Uh, yes, I mean, I raced an 800 in New York and, uh, they asked me like two days before the pacer had pulled out of a diamond league in, uh, the UK. And I know the meet director really well. So he reached out. Um, so, you know, I flew in the day after my race and I got there the day of, um, paced that 1500 um and it just kind of took off from there um i mean i know a lot of the 800 guys really really well but i really didn't know many of the 1500 guys but now you know i've come really close with like uh Stuart mcswain especially uh tim chariot so i mean i know those guys pretty well and uh you know getting to know them on and off the track has been awesome knowing how often you race and pay, how often you pace races how often you race yourself and for the longevity as well of it and knowing that you have not had to deal with any like catastrophic injuries or anything like that. Like year in and year out, you're racing more than basically everybody in the sport. Like how do you structure your training both in terms of like cycles throughout the year? Cause like a normal, a normal person would typically, you know, have like they have some months where they're not racing, just doing base. And then they like really kind of pick their battles in terms of I'm only going to race this many times and I'm going to peak for this one race. So like, how do you still peak for, championship races and the u.s championships and all of that while you're like at the same time basically need to be in near peak form year round or you know for several months of the year in order to be able to hit all these specific pace jobs and your your mr consistency as well on your own racing and ability to run 145 basically no matter when it is you know any any time of year any place you're able to still keep running those times so yeah i'm curious how you like kind of phase the training to be able to to do that yeah, you know, I'm super fortunate. You know, I've been with Coach Woody now since 2008. Um, so, man, this is, you know, 13, 14 years we've been together. And so we kind of sit down at the beginning of the year and we devise a plan of like, hey, these are the races that we would like to, you know, take part in if we're able to. And then kind of formulate the training and look at like, hey, this might be a good time to, you know, get a couple of pacing jobs in and knowing that, Hey, like this is probably going to end up being like our big workout for the week, especially if I can, you know, pace an 800 and go through, you know, five or 600 meters and come back and, and pace a thousand and go through, you know, 900 or a thousand. Um, like that's a great workout for me. Um, saying that, you know, being able to look at it like uh, a workout and not so much as like focusing on having to taper for, for these pace jobs, I think has been big. Um, so yeah, a, a lot of it's a credit to him. Like he does such a good job in, you know, structuring my, my training with the races and the pacing jobs that, you know, I don't have to worry, um, about that at all. So, uh, just knowing that, you know, he's always got my best interest in hand, you know, he knows me really well as an athlete knows what I can handle and, and you know, when to do certain things. So, um, it's a lot of stress taken off my plate. Um, you know, he just kind of tells me what to do and, uh, you know, I listen and this worked out for us. Yeah. When, when you're doing pace setting, do you typically have a workout after the the pace job as well that you're doing on those days? Or is that typically the workout for the day is just to hit that, um, you know, pace job? If I'm just going to pace one race, then I'll typically do something after. Um, but some of these times where it's like, I'll pay 800 and then like an hour, an hour and a half later, I pace a 15. I generally wouldn't do something after that because um, 
I don't know, kind of warming up like three times for me in the span of a few hours. Right. Uh, just I don't tend to feel I don't tend to feel very good. Whereas if it's kind of, you know, pacing one race and then, you know, 15, 20 minutes later, if I can you know, do some faster stuff, it kind of kind of resembles like when we would run like a four by four or something in college. Like it was usually like, you know, already five minutes to an hour afterwards. So that's kind of something I'm pretty familiar with. So, yeah, if it's like one race, we'll generally do something faster afterwards. Like it's never like a, a tempo or far or anything like that. Like if we do something, it'll generally be like faster. 200 or 300 or something like that after a pace job and there you have it thanks for tuning in to this best of 2022 episode highlighting our top segments most commented most listened to segments of the year hope you enjoyed those you can listen to the full podcast episode link in the description you can also join our big holiday giveaway by heading on over to apple Podcasts or spotify right now leaving us a five-star rating screenshotting it DM us proof on Instagram, Beer Mile Media, or you can email us podcast at beermile.com. And if you've already done it, if you've already given us a rating or review, do it again on the other platform or share the Beer Mile podcast out on your social media stories, tweeters, whatever, whatever you want to do. DM us proof and we will enter you into the giveaway for several hundred dollars worth of goodies. Thanks to our sponsors, Manscaped and Knock Around. You can also support the show by going to manscaped.com. Use code BeerMile, all one word for 20% off and free shipping. Knockaround.com for the best sunglasses in the game. Use code BeerMilePod, all one word for 20% off. This is time. It's crunch time to get those holiday gifts, those Christmas gifts purchased. Head to manscaped.com or knockaround.com now and get her done. If you want more behind the scenes content, more podcasts, the After Dark podcast episodes, head on over to patreon.com slash beermile. You can follow us on all of our socials. That's in the description too. Thanks again for a big 2022. Let's make it an even bigger 2023. Cheers, y'all.